Hello, and welcome to the Fire Up Podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Trapin. As an empowerment consultant, author, and international speaker, it is my heart's desire to help you define and refine your best self. Ditch the senseless hustle you deal with, find your focus, and ultimately build a life you are fired up to live out loud on purpose and on your own terms. Lioness, put your seatbelt on if you dare. Get ready to fill your soul tank with weekly affirmations, take your life to 11 with each thought-provoking moment, and spark that beautiful flame of inspiration by listening to the Moxie Chats with magnificent women sharing their signature sass, Moxie, and fire. Are you ready to open, ignite, and nurture your mind, heart, and soul? Grab your favorite beverage and let's do this. Yay! Happy Friday! It's Friday. It's Fierce Female Friday. It's a Moxie Chat day. We're in Moxie Chat season. Uh, It is one of my favorite seasons. I love making up my own seasons, Connie. Like, I I love fall, but I like making up like Moxie Chat season. (laughs) (laughs) And we're talking about a season uh, that seems to be getting longer and longer and longer these days. And that is in our world, uh, being resilient in disaster knowing how to overcome and prepare and all of the things. And I'm so excited to dig into that today with you. So for those of you who have not seen or met Connie yet, so she, the last time we were, we were talking in the green room about how the last time Connie was with us, she was sitting in her car on, she pulled over onto the side of the road so we could have a chat. She was road tripping to her kids and we're sitting here thinking, yeah, that's not happening. Not many people are doing that these days. We're all we're all scared to even get in the car to drive to our parents. We're it's it's a little bit crazy and and not not fearful in that you know we don't want to get in our cars, but uh, fearful and and careful, careful and concerned that we don't bring COVID nineteen into our our parents' homes or our loved ones' homes, and. I miss that, but I'm also very grateful for a lot of the beautiful things that have happened in this season. And there have been plenty when we look, right, Connie? Absolutely. Yes. Really, the gifts and the opportunities that have happened through all of this. Yes. You know, um, in my course, I have a quote. I, I, I say, disasters teach us humanity. Give us time to pause and reflect and change our course. When you say 2020 has pretty much We've pivoted everywhere and changed everything, <laughs> but it has taught us humanity and it has taught us, taught us to, to stop and reflect on how we move forward. Yes. I, I believe that it has taught some people that. I don't believe it's taught everyone humanity. Yeah. And that's what I love about this course is that it's not, it, it doesn't matter who you are or where you live or what you believe or what your political party is. Uh, we can all use this. We can all agree that we need to be better prepared for disasters, and even ones that we haven't even met yet, right? Even the Absolutely. types we've, we have seen. I mean, uh, we both have lots of loved ones in California. I mean, it seems like it's in a constant state of fire. And oh, it's been incredible. It's, I mean, it's outrageously incredible. And like neighborhoods. Yeah. 
Well, and and we've had disasters that um, they've had to come up with names for this year. They didn't even have them before. There were there were actually six weeks in a row where there were a, a unique type of disaster in addition to the fires and the hurricanes. I mean, we had a Dershito winds in the Midwest. Those are sideways winds. I mean, those are very, very rare. We had the fire NATOs where the fire creates a tornado in California. Yeah. We had double hurricanes in the Gulf at one time. That hasn't happened since the 50s. Yeah. We had uh, those winds that came through that were hurricane force winds, but they weren't hur a hurricane through Florida that spawned something like 50 tornadoes. And, and then the Gulf of Maine has the dubious honor of having the, the water temperature rise more than any other body of water on the planet. Mm -hmm. And so they've now called that um, water heat wave. Um, and, and it just, it keeps going on. We've had, a, as of yesterday, we've had 11 hurricanes touch land that's a record. Um, I, I think the number of tropical named tropical storms is up to like 28. We've already gone through the Greek alphabet already. I don't know what's next after that. We still have another month. So in addition to the pandemic, um, the storms and the things that we've experienced are just, um, it's mind blowing and it's, it's not gonna get better for a while. Well, and for those of you who are thinking, well, now I remember when Connie was here last time, she was talking about things like crystalline moments and becoming Zen and really, you know, embracing your authentic self and your leadership and, and kicking butt in your leadership. Why are we now talking about crisis management? And I would love for you to share with everyone today, Connie, uh, why this is something that has risen to the top for you. What is going on? What what in your past? What what's what's happening over there, lady? That you have plugged into this topic that, by the way, wasn't wasn't instigated by by no. the coronavirus it pandemic a year ago. It was before. back in uh, May of last year is when I first started this. Well, it, th that's a really really interesting story. Uh, Deborah, because I was a FEMA inspector for seven years um, and a trainer. And after I, that's just before I, I became a partner in online ed, where we did online education. Prior to that, uh, my husband, myself, and one of my partners in online ed, we had the, we had built one of the first and the largest home inspection networks in the country at the time. And after I got done with, I decided to, I was in a car accident and I, I was, being my partner and I were working on this stuff for online ed, um, I always wanted to write a book for consumers because as a FEMA inspector, there's things you see out there that they don't talk about. You know, They talk about you need to have an emergency kit, make sure you have enough water, you make sure you know, uh, that kind of stuff. But things that you see as a FEMA inspector, um, one I think one of the, the real, it was actually a crystalline moment. It was one of the very first disasters that I did. Um, I pulled up in front of this house and there was an elderly man. He had to be in his mid to late 80s. And he's sitting on his stoop. And he's got this pile of wood in his hands. And he's crying. Mm -hmm. And I walked up to him. And I said, so what's wrong? I'm the FEMA inspector. I've come here to help you. And he goes, this was my grandfather's toolbox. But the floodwaters had destroyed it. Oh. So, and then one of the things you hear all the time, I, you know, my pictures are gone. So, but there's lots of other little, little things that really 
I always wanted to write this book, but then life got in the way and with online ed and then all of that took place. And it wasn't until Kirsten O'Shield last year, and I've been told now that I've been talking about doing something like this for the last <laughs> eight, eight, nine years. And I've right. been reminded of the comments that I made because I always said, I wonder what that FEMA time and training had to do with anything that I'm doing today. Yes. Well, it had everything to do with it because <laughs> Kirsten invited me to be a, a guest at her keynote speaking engagement here in Vegas. And I got there. She says, so what are you up to? This was in April of last year. And I said, well, I've decided that I'm quitting. And she looks at me and she goes, what do you mean you're quitting? And I said, well, I said, I'm 70. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know that I have. I'd been really sick January and February and was just starting to feel a little better in March, whatever the flu was back then. Anyway, so um, she looks at me. She says, you have no clue. You have no idea what you're doing. And she put her finger in my face. And she says, you are not quitting. She says, you have no idea the lives you're changing. And she says, I talk about you all the time. Well, I came home that afternoon. I don't even remember what her talk was about because she she had my brain going 100 miles an hour. And I came home and I sat there and I go, okay, Connie, what the hell is really going on here? Mm -hmm. And I realized that all the things I teach other people to do, Talk about three things you're grateful for every day. Three things that are successes that you had. Listening, writing and listening to your vision. I hadn't done since the holidays. And all of a sudden there was this fleeting thought, what does that FEMA time have to do with anything I'm doing today? It was a week or two later, I got an email from the California education people saying, these are topics they're looking for. And one of them was disasters. And I emailed back. I said, nobody gets that but me. <laughs> and what, I re what I've realized over these last few months is that my entire life, everything I have done up until now was to train me and prepare me for helping people be prepared for disasters. And the, the, the home inspection business, the, the online education business, the FEMA time, the before that, I was I helped thousands of people with their sales and marketing and businesses. All of that has led me to where I am right now with the certification. And um, if I had quit that day, that would have been devastating, not just to me, but I wouldn't be able to help the people that I know I'm going to help. My vision is to yes. help 30 million people in five years. That's my vision. I love that. 30 million people. And you will. I mean, the, the reality is, is we are all, especially in real estate, we are so connected. We're so connected to the community. We're connected to not only the community that we serve, but the community that we're part of. And I love BHAGs, big, hairy, audacious goals, like 30 million. And we are going to get you there. We're going to get you on every podcast we can, on every Facebook Live we can, on every in every conversation we can about this, because you do have such a beautiful, uh, balanced way of talking about preparing for and being resilient through disaster. And that is so important. I think that we're learning more and more that emotional intelligence and intentional preparation Absolutely. really matter inside disasters, right? It, 
a, a disaster emergency kit isn't going to help you if you're running around like a, a crazy person. <laughs> well, one of the uh, people that we both know, um, Sarah, she she has a real estate company in Malibu. And when the Malibu fires came through, um, her, her she was born and raised there. And so her mom still lived in their family home and the family home was destroyed. And she had agents in her office that had homes damaged or destroyed. And it was in the nighttime and that they came and knocked on her door and told her that she had 15 minutes to get out. Yeah. And she said she spent the first half of that spinning around trying to think of what to take. Yeah. And when they got to the shelter, they realized that they didn't have anything for her two little girls. Um, being resilient and, and first responders and victims of disasters will tell you the most important thing you can have is a resilient mindset. In emergency management circles, they talk about resilience of individuals, resilience of businesses, and resilience of communities. And they look at resilience. How do you build back better? Or how do you prepare in the future so that the same damage isn't done? And it all starts with the mind. It all starts with being resilient and being able to get yourself into a space where you can think so that you can react. Yes. So preparing for a disaster before it happens, it's more than an emergency kit. It's more than just having plans. It's, it's, it's mental process. It's practicing. It's drilling. Just like the first responders, they have to, they drill, drill, drill. Uh, when I did the professional development uh, panel uh, at Reimagine last year, um, one of the people on the panel was a, uh, was a fire chief from Woodland Hills. And he, I mean, he's trained to react. And yes. he said when he found the fire coming into his neighborhood, he had to fight to get back that resilient mindset. Yeah. So it's so critical for us to understand that in preparing what we're doing is we're creating a, a timeline. So you've got, sometimes you have 24 to 48 hours before there's any first responders or anybody to help you. So you have to be self-sufficient. And yes. knowing that you have all the neat things you need and you need to have more than one emergency kit. You need to have at least three, one for your home, one for your business, and one for your children at school. And those kits all have to be different because they all have to meet special needs. And if you have a special needs person, they need to have their own special needs kit. So right. that alone is something you have to look at and know exactly what it is that you need to have. And then there's plans. Um, I've got like seven different types of plans that you should have, depending upon what your situation is, both personally as well as professionally. But that's what's going to make you resilient. Right. Um, and, and then well, when it brings survival, peace of mind when you have an idea of, okay, so if this happens, if, then, right? Exactly. And, and we're, we're assuming that at some point something will, some sort of disaster could potentially knock on your door. We're, we're assuming most of us have that there's whether it's earthquakes or tornadoes or um you Most know let's, it's floods all yeah. the states have floods yeah so floods um you know and you know, honestly we're seeing so much unrest in our country it's like how are we going to be prepared if there something does happen in our country Right. I mean, yeah, I don't way beyond natural disasters. There's man-made yes. disasters. There's mass yes. shootings. There's pandemics. Yes. There's yes. there's explosions. There's power outages. Yes. Um, all of us are going to experience. And if it isn't some kind of disaster, we're going to experience some kind of crisis where 
what we've learned and how we've become prepared will help us, whether it's whether it's a disaster or a crisis, it will be, it'll help us to prepare. Yeah, I, I like that you added both words, that you used both words together, because I think that that is important, uh, because there are some places I that I wouldn't think like, I don't, do I have a disaster? I mean, there could be an earthquake. They keep saying there could be an earthquake. You know, we've got Mount Rainier, there could be a volcano explosion. Uh, you know, there's all these things that could be, but when you remind me that yes, power, the power goes out, we get mighty winds here. Uh, and so, so reminding us that it's, it is also a crisis and the government or the public services are not only serving me. They're serving the millions of people that I live around. And so being prepared. So so let's talk a little bit about what people will get when they go through this. And and right now, help me understand who's the who's the ideal person to go through your course, your courses? Well, anybody that wants to reach out and support their community. Um, obviously, my target, because that's my biggest audience, my biggest tribe is in the real estate industry. Um, but there's. But anybody that has a business that they want maybe to re- and be a part of their community and support their community, um, it's ideal for. So there's four courses that you take. The first one is called Be the Good News in the Face of Bad News. And that is, it talks about the magnitude. So let me give you a really interesting statistic. If you go from 1980 to 2019 and taking into account inflation, the average cost of a disaster if you take all those years, an average amount is $46 billion. If you look at per year, per year, if you look at the last five years, 2014 to 2019, that went to $106 billion per year. If you look at the last three years, 2017 to 2019, it is $152 billion per year. And what do you think 2020 is going to be? Yeah, it's going to be in the trillions. My my mind just goes bonkers with with statistics like that, with with terms like that. It's like what is? It's the cost of the people who are who are fixing. I mean, what has gone up so much? Because that's that's an average, and I'm certain that it wasn't costing forty billion dollars back at the beginning side of that. They didn't even use the word billion. Right. Like saying million was like, oh, shopping, right? Like $1 million was a big deal. But, and so it's, there, there are so many things that play inside there that affect us in way like taxes that we don't even, we're not even thinking about. So being very vigilant about being prepared before it hits is so incredibly important. So that's a huge statistic. Um, so there, so we're learning, we're coming together. We're taking four courses. My mind is going, of course, anyone in real estate should go through this. That sounds like an absolute basic, right? Like a basic, but I even think like homeowners association leadership. The, The beauty about what, what my team has put together, um, is that you go through these four courses. The second one is on mindfulness, leadership, and communication. So you can use that in any part of your life. The third one is on man-made disasters. And the fourth one is on insurance, mortgages, and recovery services. Um, Almost every kind of disaster, with the exception of maybe mass shootings, and um, there's a real estate component to it. So as somebody in the real estate industry, um, if you go through this course and you become uh, a, a certified CKM advisor, then you have real benefits. First of all, we've put together a consumer course that you can now go out and teach to your community, 
And if you are out there teaching to your community, when there's a real estate component, who are they going to come to? They're going to come to somebody that's knowledgeable about right. what has happened. Um, there's also, a, and, and that's called How to Persevere Through Troubling Times. And then I also have written a consumer book that the realtor can put a chapter in and be a co-author. Um, mm -hmm. I haven't published it yet because I want to make sure it's a number one bestseller and we're working on the cover and everything right now. So it'll be out shortly. Okay. But you can become a co-author. It will be a number one bestseller, by the way. I'm just okay. saying. You're claiming it. I love it. I'm claiming it. And yes. um, and in that book, you can you can then use that as a marketing tool. Um, as you know, Deborah, having a book that's in your name is a powerful marketing tool. Yes. And then we also have a toolkit that has all the forms and information that you can give out and brand with your own information. Mm -hmm. um, so all those tools are available to you. In addition to you become a part of the CKM Advisor community. And that community, we have ongoing education. Whenever there's a new type of disaster or when there is a disaster, we'll do something uh, specific to that to help educate people. Nice. Um, there's also every month FEMA has some kind of like September was National Preparedness Month. We'll be doing education on that. So that's all um, all included once you become a CKM advisor. And it starts with those four courses. I love that. And so um, before we dig more into Connie, the woman, the Wonder Woman behind all of these things with some rapid fire questions and such. Uh, I know that you have something coming up, a free uh, a free webinar um, around disasters and crisis and, and kind of wetting everyone's whistle so that they can see, is this really for me? So what? tell us a little bit about that. Well, it is called Disaster 101. And it's going to cover um, why you want to be prepared, how to get prepared. It's going to cover some of the basics of it. And then it's going to also give you some of the tools and things you need to have to be prepared um, so that you can actually see what it what it's like to really do the process. Um, and it is free. It's completely free. It's on December 12th and it starts at noon. It'll probably go for about an hour. I, I'm figuring about 45 minutes and then 15 minutes for questions. Okay. Um, and I'll be totally open to having any kind of question that I can answer for anybody uh, if they have specifics. And it's going to dive a little bit, not just into the personal, but also into the professional. Because it's even, it's even most everybody that's probably going to be on this is going to have their own business or be part of a, of, a, of a company. Right. And so why is it so important to be prepared? Well, here's a statistic for you. Uh, according to FEMA, if there is not a business continuity plan in place, after two years, two years after a disaster, over 90% of all businesses will be out of business. Uh, That's staggering. So, well, I think we're seeing, we're starting to, I mean, we're seeing that there will, there will be proof with what's happening with the pandemic. Right. And I, and I think that the pandemic is, is an, I'm going to say the word that everyone keeps saying unprecedented. Right. Um, but it is. I mean, this is this is something our generations, the, those generations walking the planet right now have not had to deal with, whether it's personally and or professionally, they've not had to deal with this intense sheltering in place. And and so many people aren't doing it and it's extending it. And there's this, you know, this pile of frustration that's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And um, I've, I see it in my neighborhood here, Connie, that the, the companies that I, I, and I don't know, maybe it is their, their resilience factor, right? They, they saw what might come. And so they immediately 
put together a program that was going to help them in the worst case scenario. Right. right? I mean, and that, that to me feels like one of the many definitions of being ready for a crisis or a disaster, oh, right? Absolutely. What is that worst case scenario? Like the, the restaurants, the wineries, all of those places around me that are very heavily, um, like, I guess you'd say visitor or, or, or even, um, even that tourism side of things, like a, right. just a mile and a half up for me, there's so much tourism that is dependent on people being able to participate in these things. And they all rocked it out. Many of them did. Some of them didn't. And their doors are, are now closed. Right. And so I think it'll be interesting from your perspective and to hear your perspective when we're on the other side of COVID-19. And the the case studies that will come out of this, the the ones oh, that totally. that are thriving and that will continue to thrive, and the ones that unfortunately um, waited for someone else to fix the problem, because I think that that's what happened in a lot of cases is they were like, well, someone else is going to fix this, right? Or it's going to go away. Hi there. Yep, you're listening to the Fire Up Podcast. We'll be right back to the show after this quick break. Are you ready to fire up your mindset and experience your best days and years yet? Sign up today and receive 52 moxie-filled affirmations to fire you up. Each Monday, one will magically appear in your inbox to try on for the week. Head on over to debratrapin.com slash moxieaffirmations and join the thousands of divine humans on the journey to confidently live their best lives out loud, on purpose, and on their own terms. Again, it's debratrapin.com slash moxieaffirmations. And now back to the show. Yeah, well, you know, it, when you watch a disaster like the the hurricanes and the people, and you have you have two different you have two different types of people. You have the person that's crying and and oh my god, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And then you have the other person that said, well, our house is gone, but we can rebuild. Right. And that that's a resilient mindset. The other right. is a victim mindset, and. Um, that's why it's so important to have a plan because you got to look at the worst case scenario. And I have to tell you, I love the innovation that mm. people, the way people have responded and the, the, the there's so much incredible uh, fun, new ideas and people are going from, maybe they were a manager at a store somewhere and now they've got their own baking business. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's absolutely, when you take a look at those people and you study those people, Okay, what is it about their brain and their mindset that mm -hmm. helped them to move forward in that direction rather than having a pity party? Yeah. You know? Oh yeah, that that this is just like the, a turn on conversation for me. Like my brain starts to fire a million, a billion times a second. <laughs> because yeah, what motivates people and and how how their brain how, really what we're talking about is what. What highways have they set up inside their brains, right? Where are they dark and negative and, oh, you know, Eeyore? Oh, it's raining again. Or are they like Winnie the Pooh, yeah. right? Or like Tigger even, who's like, you know, I might be the only one, but hey, that's what's wonderful about me. And right. <laughs> I, I better survive because there will be no more tickers. Uh, and it, oh, I love, obviously, I love Winnie the Pooh. I use that, those analogies a lot. But there's so much about our personalities that show up in those characters. And at what I truly am, I'm so 
I'm so honored and proud to know you, Connie. I love this pivot that you've made. I, I love this shift in your focus and that you're bringing in the, the reminder that we all can truly create a resilient mindset. We all have the everything we need is inside us. This We don't have to wait for somebody else to do this for us. We can do this. And, and then we can shift into being positively focused on problem solving, not Absolutely. crying, not being the town crier of the problems. Right. Oh, woe is me. Oh, here it comes again. Oh, here's another exactly. flood. Oh, here's another fire. You know, it's here's what we're doing. Here's how I'm better prepared than I was last time. And here, oh, here I've learned another thing. You know, I, I, I wish I would have done that. Okay, so I'm going to do that now. And so exactly. inside inside the courses, I know that you were sharing uh there's there's four individuals and you've got some different types of plans. I'm assuming there's checklists and for for those of us who thrive on like just tell me what I need to do, Connie, and I'll do it. Uh, I have to tell you, there's all kinds of checklists. There's all kinds of exercises. When you get into the mindset part, there's there's visioning. Um, so uh, another little tidbit I'd like to give out about this is um, what first responders do is they they have an acronym called STOP. And the, it, the first thing you do is you stop. Um, and then you take some breaths. And then you observe what's going on around you. And then you have your plan. You take and enact that plan. And you may have to adjust that plan a little bit. It may not be exactly what you thought it was going to be. Right. So you have to be flexible. And there again, it comes back to being resilient. But you can create a vision then that helps you get through. So when you're recovering, what does that look like? What does that recovery look like for you? Maybe it's something something totally different. Maybe it's putting your business back together. Maybe it's getting a different house because the house you have, what everybody's sheltering in place, isn't working. Whatever right. that, whatever that end result is. And then creating a vision from that so you can come from that. And then each day, as you are going through the recovery process, you say at the end of the day, okay, what does the end of the day look like? Right. And that will help you to move forward in a positive manner, pivot when you have to, yes. and, and keep your mind in a resilient, because as soon as your mind is in resilience, you are able to move forward and the, the fog and all that other stuff goes away. Oh. And who doesn't want a fog-free brain? Exactly. Right? Who, who doesn't want to, to experience being calm in the midst of the storm, being prepared in the midst of the crisis? I love that. I love it. So we dropped the link in to the Disaster 101 uh, webinar. For those of you, if you aren't able to make that, you can visit uh, Connie's website, which, of course, we'll put in the comments and in the show notes and on the podcast, all the things um, dropping in into the comments right now. Get connected with her, fill out the contact form. She'll, of course, get you a, a bunch of information. Now, I know that you're talking with some brokerages, Connie, and you have a, um, a very fancy program they can be part of. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love your words. And I love that you are also a lover of things like acronyms and acrostics and alliterations. So what is the program called? It's called Prestigious Partners. And oh, as a brokerage, we have put together a special program. Or we're in the process of adding to it right now where we're going to make special pricing available for the certification. Okay. We're going to have special trainings available 
through the ongoing program. And so it's, um, it's designed to help brokerages help to educate their agents within their offices and become CKM advisors. If there's a community of CKM advisors and there's a disaster, then we can support them in their efforts to bring their community back. And so um, starting with brokerages because that's a community all into its own. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really excited. We have some very exciting news coming out in the next week or so that yeah. I'm having a hard time buckling up, but you I are, will. but that's okay because, um, we can all use good news and next week we're, we're going to need good news um, because yeah. we're all going to be, I think, hopefully celebrating uh, on many other levels, but we have been in a season that feels like it's, it's just, it's been one kind of, well, one negative after another, right? There's another problem or another outbreak of COVID-19 or another family member we know. Um, I'm following one of my my friends in Colorado and it's so heartbreaking. She's in the hospital and her O2 is low. She can't sleep, but they can't give her sleeping pills because it drops the O2. Like these things that we, we if we're not experiencing them, we can, um, we can lose sight of that until we, of course, open Facebook, which then pulls us right back into that the rabbit hole. And so I, I love the idea of having something to look forward to, Connie. And I love this partnership program. I'm super excited for you to be able to share that. Uh, I am putting a note inside the, the comments. So if you if you want your leader to connect with Connie, drop their name below, tag them in the comments, and Connie will get in touch with them. She'll get notifications of any comments that fall underneath this uh, this video. Let's help Connie spread the word about this. This is positive, problem-solving, focused goodness right here. And again, who doesn't need more of that today? So let's share some about you, Connie, because we've done this in the past, obviously, as you've been on the show. But I want to talk about some things that that changed that um, that might not be exactly what they were, say, when you were here last time when you were here last time, we were talking about the one word that you were using it that year. And I feel like I'm looking through our notes. Like, what was your word? Do you remember what your word was? I think it was abundance. It was abundance. Yes, it was abundance. And, and boy was 2019 abundant, right? Wow. You manifested that. Uh, So what, what word is guiding you right now? Prosperity. Ooh, I love that. It's it's like a, a spiritual sister word. Yes. So would you like to hear my acronym? I would. I do. Yes. For those of you who don't know, we love to do, we love to turn our, our words into, but take it to, take it to an 11. Yes. I have to tell you, I, I, wow. Okay. So present, radiant, optimistic, strategic, passionate, retrospective, intentional, thankful, and yummy. Ooh, yummy. <laughs> I love that. Well, I know you've had lots of yummy food uh, with your with your buddy. Have you two been able to do much with all of the COVID lockdown? Have you, have you seen? No, I'm sorry no. about that. That's a bummer. Yeah, um, but we, we actually, he came over and made dinner for me um, for my birthday. And we're talking about maybe doing some more things online until we can get back out and do events again and stuff together. 
Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, we are in a different, it's a different time. And I think that it will be this way for a long time for a lot of people, not everyone. Right. Those of us who are healthy and, and have healthy friends and, you know, we're already slowly getting together, but we're not going to be able to do big Thanksgiving meals like no. we have in the past or Christmas for sure. The, not this year. And so I think it would be fun to have a, you know, help people put together a plan for a virtual Thanksgiving and what does that Absolutely. look like and, and all the things that you can do. And again, being positive and, and focused on the, the solutions to the problems as opposed to the problems themselves. Right. It's such a happier way to live, right? Oh, well, you know, Deborah, I, I tell everybody, I mean, um, I've been one of the most fortunate, blessed women on the planet. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be honest with you, being in lockdown for me was a really, really good thing. Because I was actually, I was going to plan on coming up to Washington and I was, I had a trip planned to Oregon. I was speaking and I was going to be going to California speaking. And I had all these things I had planned and I had all this stuff I wanted to write. Well, instead I spent five or 10 weeks sitting on, on my friend's sofa with her editing and me writing. And if that hadn't (laughs) happened, this wouldn't be ready yet. (laughs) So for me, Having it, and then I have to tell. I want to. I want to mention one other really important thing about this. When you have a resilient mindset and you are, you've created this vision for yourself, then people and things start showing up in your life. And I have to tell you, I started this, and it was me, and then my friend Elaine started helping me, and I now have a team of five people that have walked into my life and are the biggest blessings anybody could ever have. And it all, but it all starts with my vision of wanting to write one course, not a certification, one course. That's how it started. So it doesn't have to be a big, grandiose idea. It can be one simple little thing that you want to accomplish. Yes. And you take that first step with writing that vision of what that looks like. And it's gold. You can turn your whatever that is into whatever it is you want for yourself. That's gold. Gold, Connie, gold, I say. I think that's so beautiful. And all of your answers, which everyone will be able to, to read on the blog, are all interwoven with this consistent message, sharing with others, helping them expand and grow their own mindsets, and, and really participating uh, in making your slice of the galaxy more abundant, more prosperous, more prepared more resilient. Uh, I loved your three words, resilient, motivational, and happy. I mean, those, those definitely describe who you are. Okay. So I would like to do some rapid fire. Are you ready? Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. First, what is on your nightstand? What is on my nightstand? A book. I just got it from Cheryl Knowlton. Oh God, I can't think of the title of it. It's about her journey with through her her marathons, her semi, or her half marathons and stuff. And I just started reading it this morning. Ooh, cool! A book is always fun. Uh, your favorite movie? Um, every time you see it say, on TV, what comes up? The Sound of Music. It's an ah. old. <laughs> you know, my husband. My husband's family is really into the Von Trapps. Oh wow! They're they're. Yes, but, uh, it's well. It should be trapping. If that I, I, I'm not much into the current movies. I, I mean, I'm not into sci-fi, and I'm not into 
shoot em ups and I'm not <laughs> shoot em ups. <laughs> that's hilarious. But yeah, that's, oh, and sure. that's a beautiful movie. It's a good story. Uh, it's a, it's a solid story. Um, great music, obviously. And uh, one of the best divas of her time. I love okay. that. The reason it's my favorite movie is because it was the only movie my mom and I ever went to alone together. <gasps> See, look at that sentimental connection. I love it. All right. Sunrise or sunset? Oh, both. <laughs> but sunset more than sunrise. <laughs> yes. Dark or milk chocolate? Oh, dark. Ooh. Your favorite beverage? Oh, um, wine, red wine. In particular. <laughs> uh, I love the look on your face. <laughs> oh, come on, Deborah. <laughs> now, if you could share a glass of wine with anyone, who would that be? I would love to have a glass of wine with Oprah. Ooh, yeah, that'd be feisty. I'd I love that. I'd be on one of her shows one of these days. That's one of my. That's been one of my original visions when I wrote Crystalline Moments. I love it. Well, you're moving that direction, sister. Uh, if <laughs> this one seems silly because I'm pretty much sure I know the answer, but if I put you on stage with a mic, what topic would you teach? <laughs> uh, probably something at this point, something to do with disasters. But I might teach it in a different way. I might have Susie teach it. Ooh, yes. For those of you who don't know, Susie. <laughs> Susie is a wild woman. She is the alter ego of Connie and she shows up at conferences. Uh, <laughs> we'll have to drop in some of that footage, Connie, so that people can see that. Because it's know, good. Can you imagine talking about uh, disasters and Susie's there doing the teaching? <laughs> I can. I can even imagine her costume. It would be fantastic. <laughs> we would have to have a fan blowing her her cape in the background like she's in the middle of a wind tunnel. Uh, what would you be doing if money were no object? Exactly what I'm doing. Mm, I love it. I'm not doing this for money. I'm not doing this for any other reason than I want 30 million people to be prepared and I want that to be my legacy. So I, I would not be doing anything else. I might be taking a few more trips, vacations, but I would be doing exactly what I'm doing right now. I love it. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? To be able to telepath myself anywhere I want to go. Ooh. Get there instantly. Yes. I love that. Who would play you in the movie of your life? Who would play me? Well, it'd have to be somebody funny. Um, oh, uh, McCarthy. Is it Melissa? The comedian, the one who, the comedian, who was yeah. Suki on Gilmore Girls? Yeah. Yes. I could I could definitely see her her playing you um, at, with a side of maybe Judy Dench playing you in your 70 and beyond because, man, oh. is she funny. Oh, yes. I love her. Her comedic timing is mind-blowing to me. Oh, it is. I love yeah, her. I love yeah, it. I love it. I love it. Okay. 70 and beyond for sure. She'd make a good, that'd be a good part for her. Yes, it would be. Yes. Let's, let's put that on your vision board now too. Um, a movie about Connie. Uh, complete the sentence. My soul tank is full when. My soul tank is full when I can support somebody into becoming who they want to be. And that includes being prepared, but 
I get the biggest joy out of watching people become their own person and to step into the life they're supposed to be living. And whether it has related to disasters or whether it's related to personal life, I mean, I've always been that way. I was a sales manager of the year for Metropolitan Life Insurance way back when. And I didn't know how much I loved bringing people into the insurance business and how much I loved watching them succeed. And uh, that's been a driving force throughout my entire life. And it's, mm. it's more so today than ever before. I love that. So beautiful. Okay. Of course, you know, I love this question because um, I love all of the different answers. What does Moxie mean to you? Moxie is there are no barriers. You are, you are the, and you are the primo, primo, primo example of Moxie. Uh, there's no barriers. There's nothing that's going to stop you. There's nothing that's, there's nothing that's going to get in your way. And there might be a course correction, but you'll, there's no barriers. I love that. And, and I agree. I, I, I appreciate that honor bomb. Uh, and I, I love the idea that nothing gets in the way. Um, I often explain it, you know, with the word tenacious, right? That's a, a synonym, right? Gracious, courageous, gracious, tenacious, vivacious, you know, all the ushers words, the luscious words that describe it. But when you know what your purpose is, it's pretty hard to stop you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are things that detour you. I love the concept of, you know, God is like a GPS in our lives. And sometimes we just have to take big ass U-turns. We're well, still going to get there if we listen. Exactly. We listen to the, you have to listen. You yeah. know? Listen you know, and then do. Yes. I mean, that's what crystalline moments are all about. I mean, um, those moments of clarity – You've got, a, you've got a gift or opportunity you can move forward in, and it can come from something absolutely devastating. Like I say all the time, and you've heard me say this over and over again, my husband passing was the greatest gift he ever gave me, and we had a beautiful marriage. But I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing if that hadn't happened. Yeah. So sometimes we get thrown a curve, yeah. and and but we have to look at that curve and say, okay, what is that course correction? What is it that I'm supposed – which direction am I supposed to go? Yeah. And – Definitely that him passing was a big one for me. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be sitting here with you mm. if it hadn't been for that. Yeah. And I am grateful for you. And I know that all of the lionesses in our pride are beyond grateful for you as well. As we close out the show, what's your last words of wisdom for those listening in today? I would have to say, please take the time to get prepared for disasters in your life, but not just disasters. Get prepared for things that might go wrong in your life because the more prepared you are, the more resilient you are. And the easier, and maybe easy isn't the right word, the better it'll be for you and you'll be able to move forward and see where you need to go. But um, by all means, get prepared for disasters, crisis, anything's gonna happen in your life because it's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen. Yes. I love that. Thank you so much for joining us, Connie. I look forward to hearing all the stories of those that you touch through 
our conversation today and every single conversation that you have with every person going forward around this. I'm, I'm sending blessings your way and I will do my best to say your name, say your name, say your name as many times as possible and get as many people connected to you. Uh, for those of you who want to connect with Connie, again, either drop your name below, connect with her here on Facebook, go over to her website, which of course is in the the show notes, cmsolutionsgroup.com. Send her a, a note there, uh, get connected with her, find out more. If this is singing to your soul that you are ready to be part of the solution community around crisis and disaster, Connie is the go-to for you. So thank you so much for joining us today. I look forward to connecting with you all along the way and we'll see you soon. Bye. Thank you for joining me today for a divine dose of truth wrapped in grace with sides of sass, moxie, and fire. Want more information on what we talked about today? You'll find the show notes and links over on my website, DebraTraven.com. Search the podcast title and voila! If you enjoyed the show today, please hit subscribe, click those stars to rate me, and leave a review. Oh, and don't keep the show a secret. Pretty please, share it with your friends too, okay? Lioness, I am praying you enjoy living your best life out loud, on purpose, and on your own terms. As always, keep your eyes open for moments you can engage, elevate, and empower your world.